man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast this week of September 20th, 2021, Season 3, Episode 37. Chris here with Charles and the crew. What is going on, guys? Heyo! Lots of things happening this week. We got lots to talk about, including some bummer news to kick it off this week as Faith No More has canceled their entire tour. We were just talking about this off air. Um, But it's due to Mike Patton's mental health, so we'll get to that in a minute, what that Mm. all entails. Uh, Josh Homme's daughter files for a restraining order against him. Oh, wow. Uh, So we're going to see what that's uh, happening there. Uh, Aerosmith's earliest recordings are coming to Record Store Day in November, which is kind of cool. Blink-182 Mark Hoppus uh, says he's done with his chemotherapy. So we'll talk about that. Plus this week in music history trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. Give us a like and a follow on all of our social media at Rock News Weekly, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all the same. Um, all right. Uh, album's coming up this Friday, Ooh. September 24th. New album's out all across the board from Alicia Cara. Amon Tobin, really oh. cool um, electronic artist. I remember I got to see his, um, uh, it was a 2013, 2014 tour. We saw him at the Warfield. It was called I Sam Live, and oh. it was this really cool stage show where it was he was like on these. Um, it looked like a big old like kind of a Tetris cube, and he had all of these squares that were just a white screen. Oh, cool! But when the concert got going, it was all this different visual stuff, and it was this really cool oh, immersive yeah. experience. Really neat. So right on. excited to see that he's got a new album. It's called How Do You Live. His brother makes music too, right? Who's that? Come on, Tomit. Come on, Tobin. Come on. Come on, Tobin. He's always lagging, too. He's always lagging. You know. Always a little behind. Hanging out behind. Come on, Tobin. <laughs> Angels and Airwaves. Isn't that, uh, I forget. Yeah. Who, uh, it's Side blink, Project. It's a Blink-182 blink yeah. guy. Uh, aliens. That's right. Yeah. Um, so they got a new album out called Life Forms. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's Life see. Forms. Nice. Ties into the whole <laughs> alien, alien yeah. theme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Boys yeah, Noise. Yeah. I think those guys are electronic Boys. group. Brittany Howard, Caleb Landry Jones, right. Dave Oku- Okumu, uh, Esperanza Spalding, Jesse Mullen, mm. Moss Aya Now, Poppy, Public Service Broadcasting, Quicksand. Those guys are awesome. Oh, I know, okay. I know them. They used to be like, they were on the very first Warp Tour, uh, post punk oh, right. group. They've been around for a long time, and they just reunited. I think this is their first new album in like it, 15 years or something. Oh, like cool. That. So. It's called Distant Populations from Quicksand. So Nicely very cool. done, Quicksand. Uh, Sufjan Stevens has a new album, The Body and the Big, The Shivas, The Specials. They're kind oh, of a... Oh, um, cool. You know, yeah, the, Ska. Yeah, the original yeah. Ska group, The Specials. Oh, yeah. They're still making music, and apparently this is a covers album. It's called Protest Songs, 1924 to 2012. So that's kind of cool. Nice. They cover different protest songs. I uh, just... Um, I actually just introduced Lalo to uh, Operation Ivy a couple of weeks ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, Pick that's gonna be great, man! I mean, I, I love their whole catalog. It's very short, but it's very, very interesting and awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what a band! Um, all right, and also this is a cool compilation. It's called "I'll Be Your Mirror," a tribute to the Velvet Underground and Nico. Oh, cool! I'm not sure who's on there, but I imagine it'd be some pretty cool artists doing uh, Velvet Underground songs. 
yeah. stuff from uh, Lou Reed and all that. Super cool. Last one, though. Ooh, William, L- William Shatner. Shatner. He's got an album simply called Bill. Nice. I- I'm intrigued. I have no idea what this means. Yeah. Who is yeah. this Bill? I don't know. <laughs> Who is this Bill? But William Shatner has a new album out. Yeah, we saw R- William Shatner, right? It was the kind theater. of disappointing, to yeah. be honest. In the, <laughs> um, I'll just say that. He just there. stood up there and just kind of talked about his life. <laughs> yeah, like a slideshow. Yeah. Just like showing pictures of his horse that died. Oh, yeah. Kind of sad. I was like, ah, yeah. this isn't what I thought it would be. <laughs> All right. Well, tour news, guys. Rock news this week. Um, unfortunately, Mike Patton, uh, the lead singer of Faith No More and Mr. Bungle, they have canceled their entire upcoming tour uh, for Faith No More as well as Mr. Bungle. They had some dates sprinkled in there. Uh, citing mental health reasons. Huh. The dates would have marked Faith No More's first American tour in five years. Patton has also canceled the tour dates for Mr. Bungle as well, as I mentioned. Um, so I don't need to read all the, sa- the statement necessarily in full, but it's basically saying, um, we believe that forging ahead with these dates would have had profoundly destructive effect on Mike, whose value to us as a brother means more to us than his job as a singer. Yeah. End quote. So I've, I heard he has a history of depression and mental breaks and stuff right. like that. And I think yeah. COVID's been a lot tougher on people in the, uh, than people realize. The depression yeah. and a lot of stuff's happening with people, especially with anxiety and um, other depression issues. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not totally surprised that uh, we're not seeing more stuff like this, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, take it easy, you know? Like, no need to get out there if you're not ready for it. You yep. know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, yeah, the money can wait. It'll be there. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Unfortunately, Faith No More uh, off the Aftershock Festival. Mm. Um, and Corn is going to be replacing Faith No More on the System of a Down tour. Oh, okay. So System of a Down, I know they're going to be coming to Fresno and Sacramento and some yeah. other dates or whatever. No, just Fresno and Oakland, excuse me. Um, and Faith No More is now being replaced with Corn. So oh, okay. It'll be System of a Down, Corn. And Russian circles. So they're coming. The they're coming off of um, their their the time that they they're supposed to be spending uh, teaching at corn camp. Yeah, we talked about that last yeah. time. That's right. Yeah, and, and I heard there's actually a national creamed corn shortage, so corn camp may not have its signature dish oh, that yeah. they give to all their campers. It's gonna be pretty rough. It's gonna be tough. And here's the deal: corner on the road. Uh, they lost Fieldy. Uh, yeah. Well, they didn't lose him. I mean, he's taking some time off. Apparently, he's having some mental health uh, and different things. I think more on the drug side of things. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if that's a deal, what it was with Mike Patton. They're just not saying that, but <clears throat> I'm not really sure. Anyway, Corn is uh, also, they lost Monkey, their guitar player, Monkey, who's being temporarily replaced by J.R. Barice. I have no idea who that guy oh, is. Oh, yeah. So if you go and see Corn, you're only seeing like half of them. Yeah. And then Jonathan Davis, I heard, was like in a chair, like a wheelchair, <laughs> like sitting down when during what? because he got what? COVID. Yeah, yeah. And he was like unable to perform. So it's like yeah. Jonathan Davis in a wheelchair. Half the band's not even Corn. Oh yeah. Like what are we doing here, guys? Yeah. Well, just just yeah, just <laughs> chill out for a while. Seriously. Jesus Christ. We'll still respect your music, uh, for the most part because I don't know. I, I like I so I, I know I we've know. got a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, fans of corn um, that listen to this this podcast oh, and yeah, I, I do fans. I like corn I, I do like sure. corn um, I just it's weird because every album that they come out with and this is just my opinion here but like three songs are absolutely awesome and then the rest is total garbage. yeah I think that's the <laughs> case like, with a, sadly with a lot of modern rock bands. yeah uh, yeah you know like Bush yeah one of, the, one of these bands like Bush now I mean that album, 16 Stone, when it came out, almost the full album front to back was like, oh, yeah. solid. You could throw it on, yeah, right? Yeah, big time. 
Now it's like, you know, you've thrown a new Bush album and you're like, yeah. one or two songs, maybe. Yeah. If we're lucky. You're lucky. You're, yeah, you're lucky if you, yeah, you're lucky if you get. And then even yeah. those, you're just kind of like compromising. You're like, yeah, that's okay, but it's really not like what I really like about them. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of sad. Um, well, they've also bowed out of the Stone Temple Pilots tour. So Bush is mm. out of there. They've um, apparently, I think they're from, they're from the UK, so I think they have a little bit stricter stuff maybe with the visas and stuff like that oh um, yeah so they're they're not going to be on that stp tour um i haven't they don't even say who's going to replace them so i have no idea oh yeah no nobody um maybe they'll get shrub maybe they'll get shrub you know yeah shrub is always on on deck for a bush show yeah they need it, you know it's a bush cover band maybe to be fieldy <laughs> just just fieldy fieldy with shrub <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good <laughs> Uh, Coheed and Cambria and the U's are going to be live streaming some oh, shows. Oh, cool. So if you don't want to go to the show, just live stream it, I guess. Um, Dope. Uh, some East Coast tour dates. Apparently they wanted to, they had some fans reaching out to them, and they made it kind of a, um, what do you call it, uh, uh, accommodation for the fans for the live stream. Oh, so that's cool. So they set this up. Some people were really bummed they couldn't make the show because of various reasons. So they set it up for them. Um, so anyway, you can watch some of those shows on their website if you like. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mudvayne reuniting for their first show in 12 years. Uh, Mudvayne. Pretty awesome this past Saturday. It was their first show in 12 years. 14-song set. I saw some video footage from it. It looked pretty good. Dope. They were in full costume. They had everything. They looked great. They sounded great. Oh, great. They're uh, going to be at Aftershock, right? Yeah. Yeah, so nice. Definitely nice. excited to check them out. That's in like 16 days or 17 <laughs> days. That's right for us here uh, in California. Their last self-titled album was in 2009, and they didn't even tour uh, for that. Oh yeah, for that album. Yeah. So it's it's been 12 years. <laughs> kind of crazy to think about. That um, is nuts. Anyway, so um, all right, uh, Sammy, check it out. He's oh, be, look at Sammy. Yeah, look at it. Yeah, hey, look at him. I'm gonna be playing on top of a Vegas rooftop, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, looks his his image that you know we're seeing right now, the the way that he looks. He can actually rock that, but Fred Durst can't rock that. He looks like uh, Gilligan's Island uh, stunt double. There. He does. I don't know. He looks like Matthew McConaughey in like maybe if Gilligan maybe two if years. Gilligan stayed out there for like a thirty odd years. Oh yeah. And discovered how to make their own rum. Oh yeah, that's what yeah. It looks like Sammy Hagar. <laughs> yeah. That's what Gilligan would. Hey man. <laughs> hey. Come on down to my cup yeah. of Wabo tequila bar. Yeah. I can't drive. 65. <laughs> really? I can't drive anywhere. I'm on an island, man. 55 or 45. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he's going to be in Island. <laughs> he's be in Vegas at the beer what? At the Lost Okay. He's okay, he's playing on top uh, of a rooftop. He's okay. Playing on top of a roof for some reason at the Las Vegas Strip at Beer Park at Paris. Oh, Beer so, Paris is I think a hotel Paris. or something maybe, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Beer Park is something there at the hotel, and he's going to be on that roof. You know it's an Americanized version of Paris when there's a beer park in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, right. the the strip at the beer park at yes, Paris. Yes, we have the Chateau Le this, and we have this in yeah. the beer park yeah, for <laughs> Americans at Beer Park. A beer park. It's a park of beer for you. <laughs> uh, je m'appelle uh, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can go to redrocker.com and sign up for that if you like. All right. It's free. Cool. So you can watch Sammy play on a roof. That'd be fun to yeah. watch. Funish. If you were, yeah, I guess if you're in Vegas, I guess. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. It's one of those. Hey, isn't that Sammy Hagar on that roof? Yeah. Drink some right Cabo Wabo, baby. 
What the hell? All right. So this is kind of cool for Aerosmith fans. Aerosmith's earliest recordings are going to be coming out on Record Store Day. Oh, on... look Look at this Look at this picture. So you guys, audience, you can't see this, but I, I, I talk about this quite a bit on the podcast. Right, right. How, how they, like, have to put their... How they have to put their faces together. Like Aerosmith cannot play unless their faces are like hella close together, like right. almost like about to kiss type of type of thing. And it and it's just like in this picture, it's the same thing. Like, um, you know, they're they're super. Steven Tyler close. looks like he's uh, singing into Joe Perry's ear. Yeah, whispering sweet nothings. Yeah. Hey, I'll see you after the show, man. And this is Joe Perry back in the day, like, sans dude, the weird mustache. Alone, Steven, Jesus Christ, your breath I, smells. I know. <laughs> He's uh, like, go here, dream weaver. <laughs> All right, so check it out. It's the very earliest recordings of the band they've ever released. It's called The Road Starts Here, H-E-A-R, featuring the pre-fame version of the group in its Boston rehearsal space. Nice. So back in 1971, apparently uh, they have early versions of Dream On and Mama Kin, as cool. well as six other tracks. Uh, it's limited to excuse me, 10,000 vinyl copies and 2,000 cassettes. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. That, um, should, that should be pretty cool. On November 26th, so that's Black Friday. Yeah. That's when uh, Record Store Day is going to be doing that. That'll be one of the big ones for that year, or for this year, rather. Uh, this is some unfortunate news. Josh Homey's daughter filing for a restraining order against him. Um, so here's the deal. His son also fi- filed for a restraining order. Oh, okay. He, his restraining order was denied, but his 15-year-old daughter, Camille, successfully filed a temporary restraining order against the Queens of the Stone Age musician. Camille reportedly asked for her TRO to be extended to her two brothers, but was denied. Oh. Josh Homey must now remain 100 yards away from Camille and refrain from contacting her until a hearing can be held later this month. Oh, wow. So that's pretty serious. That's crazy. His 10-year-old son, Oren, and 5-year-old Wolf have filed for restraining orders, but as I mentioned, those were denied. Um, Brody Dolly, which is the lead singer of The Interrupters, just a side note. Um, I don't know if you ever heard that group. They're kind of like a ska punk kind of. Oh, no. Sound kind of like Rancid. We just added yeah. a new track on the bear. Anyway, she's the lead singer of that group. She's married to Josh Homey. She's filing for divorce now. Wow. Uh, she's saying that Homey drinks and drives with the children in his car and physically manhandles them and more. I we I think we've we've talked about how he has a bit of a substance abuse pr- problem. Yeah, well, apparently she filed for divorce. I didn't know this as far back as 2019. Wow. Oh, the Distillers. I'm sorry, the, not the Interrupters. Uh, the Distillers. Um, that's the the band that she's in. Okay. So, excuse me. Um, she also got a restraining order against him. She's filed from uh for for divorce, claiming that he showed up to her house drunk and headbutted her. Whoa. Josh Homey later got a restraining order against her and claimed she was trying to get him arrested. Oh, yeah. Um, so TMZ is all over this. Uh, TMZ is saying that their kids call their father scary in filing for protection against them. Also claims that his kids are scared he's going to hurt them, yells at their mother, and details one alleged incident where Homey grabbed 10-year-old Oren by his private parts. Oh, no. So that's kind of oh. crazy. Like, uh, yeah, let's, no, 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 none of that. Other things like flicking Oren's ears, hitting his head, poking his chest, throwing things at him. Oh, wow. Uh, he called him fat and made threats about murdering Dolly's current boyfriend. Oh, jeez. Wow. That's pretty nuts. So it sounds like he needs some help. 
Uh, yeah. Hopefully this will be a wake-up call. Sometimes that's what it takes. Uh, yeah. Very, very drastic action. Oh, like yeah, that. big time. So good big for time. her for uh, getting the kid, trying to get the kids out of there. And so sad that her daughter, that his own daughter had to uh, get a restraining order. Yeah, that's kids. brutal. Um, my, uh, my older sister uh, tried to get a restraining order against this dude who walked into the Best Buy she was working at walked right up to her and started screaming like just screaming it wasn't even words just screaming <laughs> and then was calling her and texting her that he was gonna like t- like he was gonna like uh rip the flesh off of her off of her body what? and yeah that he was gonna skin her alive and stuff and so she 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 called me after the best buy thing happened when he just like walked around and was just screaming ah just screaming right so we went My down to go God. get the restraining order and they wouldn't give it to us <laughs> they wouldn't give us the restraining order <laughs> I was like, you guys are horrible. So imagine what you do have to have as proof or whatever to get a restraining order. Yeah. It must be really bad. Oh, yeah, big time. And that's crazy. Yeah, big time. All right, well, some more uh, shitty news before we move on with the good stuff. Uh, Marilyn Manson's attorney, get this, he's claiming that this lawsuit lady that um, she she was a photographer got spit on and all this stuff during the show, right? Yeah. Um, He's Marilyn Manson's attorney is saying that she consented to being exposed to his bodily fluids. Oh, okay. Uh, She says, quote, uh, or or, the attorney is saying that, quote, she already knew of his, quote, shocking and evocative antics, and Barker maintains that videographer Susan Fountain, quote, consented to exposing herself to potential contact with sweat, saliva, and phlegm in close quarters. Wouldn't that be weird if you actually sign a contract like that? That's exactly what I was going to say is I wonder if that's what's in the contract. It might be. It might be. If that's why he's bringing it up or if this is totally like just he's putting that out there and trying to sell that. But if she signed a contract that said that, then hey. Oh, yeah. That's it. He may may get out of that. Yeah. Uh, Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, watch what you sign, people. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, when I'm a media person and I sign that uh, thing when I go get my Aftershock tickets, Yeah, I remember I had photography uh, one year, and I was able to get up close for certain artists. Um, I didn't read it. Oh, yeah. I'll just be honest. Yeah. It was like a three-page document Yeah, that you're there, you're getting your wristbands, you're not going to sit there and fucking read that. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll tell you. And, but they recommend that you do, and you should. You probably should. If probably you're, should. If you're a professional photographer and yeah. that's kind of your deal, you should probably know what the limitations are and know your rights. Oh, yeah. It'd but be, oh, it yeah. could say something like that, <laughs> that you will <laughs> yeah. be exposed to sweat, phlegm, whatever, all yeah. this stuff. Who knows? I mean, just just letting you know that you may be exposed to I remember a, a terror. When, when we saw Iggy Pop, at the um, oh, I could see that the uh, Sal- the San Jose one. It was called um, fuck, I forget what it was called. It was some kind of downtown festival. Iggy Pop and the Stooges were the headliner, right? We yeah. were down there, and he was spitting on everybody. Oh yeah, he was just like uh, giving the the finger the photographers. He was like spitting on people down there, and I was like right in there, and I had like my cell phone. And I just got a couple pictures, and I got out of there because I was like, oh, fuck, this is crazy. Oh, yeah, no way. But he yeah. didn't give a shit, and he was spitting on people, too. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know. I think it's maybe part of the part of the deal. Yeah, know? it could be. So. I mean, uh, I know at, uh, at Limp Biscuit shows, uh, you sign a contract that states that at any given time, uh, a, a, a weird, gimpy-looking person will come up, grab you, put you in a basement, and then sew your mouth to somebody else's butt and so on. And you have to, to wear a, a red chain. hat, a red backwards red <laughs> Hat. It's for the rest of your life. It's a human centipede with red backwards hats until you're 
45, and then you can grow yeah. a handlebar mustache. Yeah. And a feathered gray yeah. mullet. And, and say, what was the song he said? It was called, like, Dad Vibes or something. Oh, Dad Vibes, yeah. Something like that. Stupid. Some new Limp Bizkit song. Yeah. Called Dad Vibes. Oh, He's my on. God. Where are we? What are we He's talking about? Break, break your Christ. fucking face tonight. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to Give some more. Give me something to break. Legitimate rock news of the week, <laughs> shall we? Ozzy Osbourne's deluxe edition of No More Tears uh, features a duet with Lemmy Kilmeister from Motorhead. Oh, nice. Which has never been heard, which is really cool. I just added this track, actually, to The Bear because uh, I wanted to feature it. I thought it was pretty cool. It just got released. It's called The ver- the song's called Hellraiser. It's It's been on No More Tears before, but this is a version with actual... Um, a mashup of vocals from Ozzy and Lemmy uh, from Motorhead. Oh, okay. So it, it's kind of cool to have both vocals. On Ozzy's original recording, it didn't have his vocals. So it's an expanded digital deluxe of this album. It just came out this past Friday, September 17th. Dope. Um, and it's got all kinds of outtakes, rarities. If you're an Ozzy fan, make sure you check it out. Yeah, nice. Um, and speaking of volatile relationships and crazy shit going on with musicians, uh, Sharon was recently speaking about apparently her volatile relationship with Ozzy over the years. Um, <laughs> you want to read this in Sharon's voice? Uh, uh, yeah, Charles, to see where it's. All start. right, so uh, saying that oh. they would quote. There you go. Uh, Beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> Our fights were legendary. We would beat the shit out of each other. It stopped. Must be twenty years ago. But we had a good run. We had a good run. We had a good run. <laughs> So that they used to just, beat the shit out of each other. All, and it was all hijinks. Just, yeah, just a good just, laugh. Oh, just a Having good laugh. a laugh. Just a good laugh. He'd throw a ham at me. It would hit me in my face. <laughs> I'd put him on the ground and pound, ground and pound him. And oh, my God. I could all, only imagine all, back in the 80s, like, so they would have been fun. crazy. Yeah, I know, right? Well, she said, okay, so she said 20 years ago. That was that was that like two, that was in the 2000s. That yeah, was when they were filming the Osbournes <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. for their reality show. Right? And now a message from one of our sponsors. Hey, son. You feeling okay? Yeah, just a little down in the dumps. <laughs> Don't worry, kiddo. I got just the thing. What's that sound? It sounds like the wall is breaking. Hey, yo. I'm Chicken Marrow Nubbins, renowned blues harmonica player. Now, I may be known for sucking on my harmonica. Now, I want to share my passion for sucking on chicken bones. Chicken marrow nubbins are grade A chicken bones with the nubs broken off so you can suck all that sweet, sweet marrow nubbins out easily. Wow, chicken marrow nubbins is so cool. Yeah, but what's wrong with his teeth? Well, I'm glad you asked. That's all the chicken grease that keeps my harmonica sliding through the night. No, seriously, that's disgusting. It smells like death. Don't you sass me, boy. You just hit my son. Dad, call the police. Well, hold on a minute. These are pretty good. Wait, wait a second. Where'd he go? He left a massive hole in our wall. But he filled a hole in our hearts. So get some chicken marrow nubbins tonight from yours truly, Chicken Marrow Nubbins. All right, anyway. Uh, I thought this was kind of cool. Gojira apparently have uh, three new fossils named after them. Dope. Uh, Gojira, the heavy metal group, is growing the list of bands whose legacy has now been cemented in the world of paleontology 
as three newly discovered fossils are na- now named after the French metal band. Keith Richards? Uh, <laughs> check that, it out. Is that one of the it fossils? Is, it is not a fossil. <laughs> no, that's... It could be soon. Yeah. I don't I don't even know if I want to try and pronounce these. Ophio Gojira. Oh, La, nice. Laba Di. You did Yeah, you know. did that really well. Ophio Gojira, uh Laba Di <laughs> and Ophio Gojira and Drui. And oh, oh, this is the last one here. This is hard. Ophio Duplantiera Nak Teluca. There you go. I got it. I think I you just it. summoned Cthulhu. I did just, oh, actually. pronouncing those names. I summoned Cthulhu's cousin, Wagonathon. Wagonathon, that's right. Yeah. He's like, hey, guys. Hey. You want to play D&D in my basement? I'm Wagonathon. Wagonathon. You could be one of my ditties. You could be a half god. You could do it just for 30 minutes. A mage. You could be a mage. All right. We, don't, we get so sidetracked so easily. We do. That's true. It's um, because of me. <laughs> it's good, though. I sidetrack. Good sidetracks. It's little little jolly, little jolly sidetracks. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there we go. Um, so the Blu-ray edition of this album, if you guys are interested in it, uh, it's all kinds of stuff. Uh, it has the bonus features, uh, all existing 16-millimeter color film shot of the two performances on July 30th, 1970, and mixed in stereo and all that good about, stuff. About what, though? I think we were talking oh, about Oh, did we Gojira. skip it ahead? What the hell? Yeah, we were Wait. talking about Gojira. Yeah, why did I put Why did I put that there? He, oh, that was about the Jimi Hendrix thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's later. I don't know. I left that paragraph in there. Oh, bad. yeah. I, I don't know why that was in there. You should so, t- just forget totally, that. totally leave that. Don't even edit that out. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just for, yeah, we'll why just not? let our audience start just to figure let out them what, be like, what confused. What happened? All right. Let's uh, go on to the next story was, here. Was Mark Hoppus here? <laughs> Mark Hoppus finished his chemotherapy. Nice. Uh, oh, Tom uh, DeLonge. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's the alien. The that's Alien Man. Um, so he, uh, Tom DeLonge, Alien Man, recently revealed uh, that Tom uh, and Mark have been talking a lot, apparently. And Mark is finished with his chemotherapy congrats mark uh, after being diagnosed with stage four a diffuse large b cell lymphoma nicely done um so he says quote today i'm grateful to be going in for chemotherapy it's been three weeks since my last treatment normally i'll be going in today normally damn getting pumped full of poison every three weeks is my normal on the 29th i get scanned and i will know if it worked he ended the post with an anxious face and praying hands emoji cool on the, at the end of the month, we'll know if uh, he's all clear. So hopefully, fingers crossed for you, Mark. Absolutely. Everything comes out good. Absolutely. Um, all right. So in memoriam, unfortunately, this week, guys, we had another yeah. bummer. Ma- uh, Norm MacDonald passing away at the age of 61. Oh, my God. Apparently had a it's private horrible. nine-year battle with cancer. Didn't let yeah. anybody know, even some of his close friends. Some of his family, I believe, is new, uh, believe, uh, knew about it. But his yeah. death was confirmed by his manager, uh, his friend Lori Joe. I'm not sure what her hoextra was with him when he died. In a statement, she said, quote, he was most proud of his comedy. He never wanted the diagnosis to affect the way the audience or any of his loved ones saw him. Norm was a pure comic. He once wrote that a joke should catch somebody by surprise. It should never pander. He certainly never pandered. Norm will be missed terribly. Yeah, he's awesome. Norm MacDonald, yeah, what a voice. One of a kind. Uh, Truly unique, really cool uh, comedian. This is where this Hendrix thing was from that I was talking about earlier. It was 51 years ago uh, on Saturday, 1970, September 18th, that Jimi Hendrix passed away at the age of 27. The dreaded 27. Yep. He was part of the 27 Club. 
Uh, and even five decades later, the events surrounding his death remain sketchy at best. The only clear fact being that the coroner report stated that Hendrix asphyxiated on his own vomit. That's where the spinal tap joke comes from. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as well as Bon Scott. Uh, yeah. Bon Scott from ACDC choked on his own vomit. Uh, Jimi Hendrix choked on his own vomit. Um, apparently, it mainly consisted of red wine. Monica Danneman, his girlfriend at the time, has long contended that he was alive when placed in the ambulance. So here's the deal. There's some odd circumstances of his death that we'll get into before we move on to trivia and all that good stuff. Okay. Uh, Hendrick's aide, James Tappy Wright. Tappy. James Tappy Wright. James Tappy Wright. Claimed in his recent memoir, Rock Roadie, that Hendrick's final manager, Michael Jeffrey, confessed to killing the legendary guitarist a year Whoa. after Hendrick's death in September 1970. Bombshell. According to Wright, Jeffrey claimed that he plied a semi-conscious Hendrix with enough pills and alcohol to kill him so that he could collect insurance money and not risk Hendrix breaking their management agreement. Wow. Wright, who also roadied for Elvis Presley and Tina Turner, among others, said that Jeffrey said in his confession, quote, I had to do it, Tappy. You understand, don't you? I had to do it. You know damn well what I'm talking about. I was in London the night of Jimmy's death. And together with some friends, we went round to Monica's hotel room, got a handful of pills, and stuffed them into his mouth, then pour a few bottles of red wine deep into his windpipe. I had to do it. Jimmy was worth much more to me dead than alive. That son of a bitch was going to leave me. If I lost him, I'd lose everything. Wow. So... That's interesting, right? Yeah, they didn't I mean, have that's very... That's all kind of hearsay, and we don't know if that's exactly true, but yeah. according to the roadie, uh, that that's what his manager confided into him. Wow. So what do you think about that, just hearing that? I think it's entirely possible. A, because they didn't have, like, the sort of complex toxicology screens that we have, like, now back then, so... Right. You know, like Mama Cats, you know what I mean? It's like either a sandwich or... Choked on a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that sort of that sort of thing is it was probably a lot easier to get away with and do, and there's a lot, you know, there was sinister people out back then that uh, that did have that, um, that, that capability. Well, and here's the icing on the cake of this shit cake, is uh, that his manager, Jeffrey, who died in 1973, had told Wright that he had taken out a $2 million policy out on Hendrix which named him as the chief benefic that beneficiary. Makes, yeah, that makes sense. So he basically wanted to kill him so he could get a quick $2 million payday. Yeah. Which yeah. is crazy, right? Yep, and $2 million in 1973 was $14 billion today. <laughs> crazy, man. $14.5 billion. Well, what we can do is celebrate his legacy and support his family's estate because his family's estate is run by his great-granddaughter. Oh, cool. And she, all the money that, all the stuff that they sell now from DVDs and all the stuff goes directly to his family. Oh, okay. So at least we can do that. And coming out on Record Store Day uh, later this year, November 26th, is the Jimi Hendrix Experience Paris 67 on red and blue mixed vinyl. And it's also limited to 13,000 copies. Um, it's a live performance recorded October 9th, 1967. So nice. Uh, and also recently they released the uh, Music Money Madness, the Jimi Hendrix and Maui performance on DVD Blu-ray, um, which is kind of controversial because we were talking about that shitty manager, Michael Jeffrey. Yeah. He was trying to do this Rainbow Bridge movie um, that was part of this, and it all like fell apart. So they kind of talk about it in this documentary. Oh, uh, wow. It's called Jimi Hendrix and Maui. So check that out if you guys are interested. It's really interesting when you go, when you see how many different... Uh, like like the best of Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix this, Jimi Hendrix experience. Like there's like right. 
14,000 different versions of the I same, know. like, 12 songs. And you know what the shitty part is, is just up until recently, like, maybe in the last 10 years, his family didn't even have any control of that. Oh, wow. And so just now, that's why we're seeing all this stuff coming out now. It's almost like, oh, what's left? They're, they're trying to dig deep to offer fans these live performances that maybe it was some shitty bootleg before, but now they're, like, really good quality official releases. Yeah, you know? yeah. And they're trying to go back and properly release a lot of them because they were all, a lot of them were, like, illegally released. Yeah. Or they were tied to Michael Jeffrey, who's obviously corrupt. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. You know? So yeah. who knows, right? And so it's, it's kind of shitty with a lot of those musicians that died. There's a lot of sh- shitty recordings that go, um, that circulate after that. Oh, yeah, big time. And, and nobody knows who really has the rights to them. Well, I own the uh, record label or I own that music venue he's performing at. So yeah. I own the rights to that show yeah all kinds yep. of stuff so i'm allowed to do this and not give yep. the family anything all right rock birthdays this week then we'll get to some trivia you want to take the birthdays heck yeah so, well, who do we got this week we got Vinny. uh a piece a piece a piece oh a piece of Vinny. a piece of Vinny. Vinny a piece drummer black sabbath deal time to go heaven and hell 64 not disputed He's actually 64 years yeah, old. Yeah, none of these ages are disputed this no, week. It's crazy. Jerry Dixon, bassist, Warrant, 54. Dave Snake, <laughs> Sabo, uh, lead guitarist of Skid Row. He's 57. Dave Snake Sabo. He is Dave Snake. They called him Snake. My, my name is Snake. <laughs> uh, Kenny Jones, former drummer of the Small Faces. Aw. Little bits. Uh, the Faces... <laughs> The, the small who? faces, the faces, <laughs> the who, the law. Anybody, anybody who recognizes that little when I said little bands. If you if you do, then do a little plug on, on the on the uh, Facebook. Um, Fee what? Fee Waybill, lead singer of the Tubes, is seventy one. Right. So his parents probably called him Fee. Probably this did kid's name gonna him cost Fee. me money. Yeah, we'll his, name him this Fee. Is, this He's is your Fee. fee. This is life. your fee, and this is your way bill. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? Pay your fee, way bill. Strange time back then. Um, all right, so let's uh, get on some trivia then. Ooh. Trivia, trivia. This week in 1988, the lead singer of this band announces that they will break up so he can concentrate on solo projects. Ooh. However, the band will eventually later release another album and tour. So who was it that broke up this week? Was it uh, A, Phil Collins and Genesis, B, Mark Knopfler and Dire Straits, oh. or C, David Crosby and the Colombian drug cartel Big Brass Band? Ooh, I forgot about that time yeah, when he had a, the Big Brass Band. It was a small, small project, but, yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. It was very influential at the time. And Colombian drug cartel, I like that that one right there. They just, like, took the time out of their busy schedules to, like, be in a big Get a brass, brass band. band together? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I heard some of them went to Juilliard. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, With their Uzis in shot, hand. Shot the instructor. And yeah. Just, just, you know, took all the, the equipment and everything. Yeah. Hey, let's go bring it back to our band, you know. I want you to meet my little friend. And then he pulled out, like, a trumpet. That's my little friend. I think that's accurate. I think that's true. That's it. Uh, okay, so we got... Uh, who do we got, Lalo? What's our options? We have A, Phil Collins in Genesis, B, Mark Knop- Knopfler, yep. and Dire Straits, and C, David Crosby and the Colombian drug cartel Big Brass Band. Who, who are you going to go with? 
I am going to go with C, David Crosby and the Colombian Drug Cartel yes. Big Brass Band. Great because band. I know that at one point they had to split up and go on their own into the Colombian mountains to train and record on their own. That's right. Oh, yeah. To come back stronger. That's right. You know, it's the that's band a of good, all time. Yeah, that's a good answer, Lalo. You know, you know what happened to that band, David Crosby and the Colombian Drug Cartel Big Brass Band? Right. They actually uh, they rebranded themselves in the in the mid '90s and they re- they named themselves Squirrel Nut Zippers. Really? Oh, right. that, that's that's same a, band. Right. That's the same band. Wow. That's the Who same knew? band. I uh, thought I thought their Sherpa just took them off uh, and walked them off a cliff. That's what and happened. Just, you know, took their took their money and just walked back to the village. That's what happened. But then they became they they transformed when they walked off the cliff. They transformed into school zippers. <laughs> Magic. That's the lore, huh? Yeah, it was like that. You know, the Pink Floyd video, "Learning to Fly," like when the kids like about sure. to jump off the mountain. That's like the same thing that happened wow. to them. Yep. Who knew? Uh, so I, as much as I want to go with Lalo's answer, David Crosby and the Colombian Drug Cartel Big Brass Band, <laughs> I'm going to go with Phil Collins and Genesis. Phil Collins? Okay. okay. It was actually Mark Knopfler. What? And this week in 1988 uh, announced that Dire Straits is going to break up so he can concentrate on a solo project. However, the band will release another album and tour. I did see him in like 2008 or nine. Oh, wow. So he did, uh, they came back eventually. Way to go, Mark. All right, so we got some more trivia, guys. We got a couple more this week, actually, uh, after this one as well. This week in 1995, Paul McCartney's handwritten lyrics for the Beatles. Oh, well, so I shouldn't have uh, included that answer in the question. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just been... This person's handwritten lyrics. Oh man, it's uh, the answer. This the person's first. handwritten lyrics uh, for this song sell so for this amount of money twenty two hundred forty nine thousand dollars at Sotheby's auctions, topping the seventy four thousand dollar record paid for a day in the life, which was a big big increase, right? So who was it, guys? Even though you saw the answer, our yeah. listeners don't know. Maybe they've already forgot. Is it A, Paul McCartney's handwritten lyrics for Getting Better? Is it B, <laughs> John, Litton, John Lennon's handwritten lyrics for Imagine? Or is it C, Sammy Hagar's handwritten lyrics for Moss Tequila? What do you think, Lalo? Okay, um, just using my you know sheer intellectual prowess and no, uh, no other reason, uh, I'm gonna have to go with A. Paul McCartney's handwritten lyrics for getting better. Do you know? Okay, so do you know why uh, I also think it's A. Paul McCartney's why handwritten lyrics for getting better? Not just because the answer is already given, but because I'm very familiar with this story and I've seen the lyrics to the song. And if, if for any of you guys uh, know, like the early Beatles songs that weren't like basically kind of stolen, uh, they're very shitty. <laughs> they're like. They're they horrible, are. and it's so the the lyrics to "Getting Better" is just like uh, getting better and getting better, getting better all the time. Better all the time. I'm getting better. I'm getting better today. I'm getting better with you. Getting better all the time, and that's it. That's the lyrics, and that those sold for two hundred and forty nine thousand dollars. Why don't you just make it two hundred and fifty? I think Sammy's uh, handwritten lyrics for "Mas Tequila" was simply "Mas Tequila on a napkin." Yeah. <laughs> And that was uh, what he put up for auction. And it the didn't get improv. It didn't get much. Uh, I think he got maybe six fifty. <laughs> Gobble wobble, baby. It was Paul McCartney. All right, let's move on because I I don't think I screwed this one up. All right, two thousand four. Here we go. This musician is formally sentenced in New York State Supreme Court on a gun possession charge, Ooh. stemming from his arrest in March after a New York City hotel maid 
found a loaded 45 caliber handgun, two knives, and marijuana in a bag he forgot in his room. Ooh. Was it A, Keith Richards, B, John Popper, or C, David Crosby? Ooh, in take 2004. It. Take it, Lalo. Take it. Who do you think? These are all bad boys mm. of rock and roll. Oh, yeah, big time. Okay. As much as I know that, you know, David Crosby loves guns, I'm actually going to have to go with B, John Popper. Because, you know, as everybody knows, Popper is his prison name given to him <laughs> because of his proficiency with guns. Pop, Popper. So, yeah, John Popper. Uh, All right. So I, is, you know what, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I would love to say it's David Crosby. But, see, David Crosby has been busted so many times with a 45 caliber handgun, <laughs> two knives, and marijuana in a bag. But but if if it, if if there was a couple of other things, if they said that um, also there was exactly 16 bags of, of, of hot dogs, unpasteurized hot dogs, and there was and there was like six 45 caliber handguns, then that would be David Crosby. So, right. but I I'm, I am familiar with this story, and it is I believe that it is John Popper. John of, Popper. Yep. It is actually David Crosby, what? guys. Oh wow! This week it is uh, David Crosby in 2004. He was formally sentenced in New York State Supreme Court on a gun possession charge. Oh, man. from his arrest in March after a New York City hotel maid found a loaded 45 caliber handgun, two knives, and marijuana in a bag he forgot when he left for a nearby oh, show. I love it. With his other band, CPR. I love it. So. What? Of course, David Crosby is carrying around a 45 caliber handgun. Two, ni- two knives. Why do you have two knives? <laughs> One's not enough. <laughs> I got one for each boot. Are you like a fucking hit? Are you a fucking hitman in the movie Desperado? Are you like trying to fight Antonio Dude, Banderas? Like, what's going could, on here? I, I, I got you on this one because John Popper did have a similar story around yeah, this time. Yeah, I remember but that. He yeah. got uh, caught speeding. He was driving like 120 miles an hour. Yeah. He got pulled over and he had like five or six different cars in secret lock boxes in his oh, vehicle. Yeah. It was crazy. And he had all this other shit. And it's like, you're the dude from Blues Travel. I know. You're like the happy harmonica guy. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You had an arsenal. That was one of David Crosby's real events, though. That's that, pretty funny. That's, that's why, why we, we That's why we joke yeah. about David Crosby, yeah. coke fueled this and that, uh, gunslinging and all this shit, because he really, yeah. he's a pretty fucking, if you look into his history, he's he's done some stuff. He's crazy, man. Speaking of uh, David Crosby doing some Ooh. stuff, he could have been this band. I don't know. We'll see what the answer is here on our last trivia question of the week. In 1978, this week, this band plays the third of three concerts in front of the Great Pyramid near Cairo in Egypt. The show is timed to coincide with a lunar eclipse. Who did it? Was it A, Pink Floyd, B, The Grateful Dead, or C, David Crosby and Sammy Hagar's Pyramid Pyro cocaine party? Oh, I like there's a lot of P's in that one. (laughs) What do you think, Lalo? I mean... Okay, they have pyramid in the name. I I have to go with David Crosby and Sammy Hagar's pyramid, uh, uh, pyramid, pyramid, pyro cocaine party. It's hard. It's not pyramid pyro cocaine party. But with John Popper, John Popper is a special guest, a young John Popper. This was 1978. John Popper and Betty Getty Vetter in the Flim Flam Man. Uh, Is that so? That's what you're going with. That's that's my final answer. So. 
I would love to say it's David Crosby, Crosby and Hammy, Sammy Hagar. Sammy Sagar. <laughs> Sammy Hagar's Pyramid Pyro Cocaine Party, because that sounds awesome. And you know, David Crosby would, would definitely was in that was in that group. Sammy Hagar was like completely just gone out of his mind on tequila during that time too. Uh, but it's actually Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd? It is Pink Floyd. This one is the Grateful Dead at this time. Oh, Grateful Dead did oh, this show. Man. Three concerts back to back to back in front of the Great Pyramid near Cairo, Egypt. This time, uh, Pink Floyd was on tour with The Wall. That's tricky because that really does seem like something Pink Floyd would do. They did They did play at the Great Pyramids, but it was very earlier in their career. And they never did it like uh, with three concerts. It was um, like what they did for the... Um, Pompeii concert. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. kind of what they did. I think they did one in the pyramids uh, at that time. But I re- this was a big deal for the Grateful Dead at the time. Um, this this show, the string of shows they did. Uh, and a lot of the artwork, the poster stuff is super rare if you can find it. The t-shirts from those shows. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. It's like super collectible. Oh, that's so. cool. Yeah. Nicely so. done. There you go. All right. Movie TV entertainment news this week. Uh, apparently, there is a Hulu series called oh, Pam and Tommy. Jesus. It's going to be coming out talking about Tommy Lee and uh, Pam, of course, Pamela Lee Anderson, uh, during their crazy, uh, you know, that sex tape that came out oh, back yeah. then. Uh, that was like one of the first ones, I think, of a sex tape leaking. If oh, I, yeah. If I remember that correctly. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, funny story. Uh, Norm MacDonald actually played Tommy Lee in a SNL skit. That's no, right. No lie. Yeah. yeah with Pam right. Anderson. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You're kind of say on this upcoming Hulu series. No, no, no. It's just, you know, I know Tommy Lee. I know you're a big fan of this podcast. Oh, he's I, know, huge I know you fan. listen all the time. Huge fan. But listen, man, Tommy Lee, I'm, 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 I'm tired of hearing about you, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly like okay. every couple of years it, you like come back into the fold. I'm like, how the fuck are you still look at well, popping in look the Look at his quote here. While the series focuses on the ups and downs of the couple's relationship, including their infamous sex tape, Tommy Lee told E.T., quote, it's cool, end quote. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> he, he went on to say, elaborate a little bit. He said, I, I think a lot of people would think it's one thing, but it's really about privacy and how things got crazy then. There's different laws now. Yeah. End quote. Okay. <laughs> all right. Tommy. Tommy Lee, I, I just, I say this with all due respect. Um, get the fuck out of of the media. <laughs> just stop. Just tell them no. Like, if, if five years from now, somebody's like, Tommy Lee, we want you to be a part of it. We want you to host this shit. It's, really like, no. it's really a stupid fucking bad situation. This whole thing with that part of his life, his oh, son. Yeah. His son was, like, being neglected. He's out doing this stupid shit with Pamela oh, yeah. Lee, you know? It's yeah. just horrible. Yeah. Anyway, but it's a sensationalistic story. If you guys want to check it out, it's gonna be coming out to Hulu. I don't know when, when it's going to premiere, but it's coming out on Hulu, so there you go. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Bro. What's up, bro? Bro. What's up, bro? Bro. 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 Yeah, bro? Bro. Yeah, bro? Bro. Yeah, bro? Bro. 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 What's up, bro? Bro. Yeah, bro? Bro. Yeah, bro. Bro, this fucking crow's milk has me super pumped, bro. <laughs> Fortified with amino acids and protein gives me the power of a crow, bro. Oh, yeah, bro. Me too, because crow's milk is the drink of pros, bro. Get some crow's milk today. Crow's milk, the official drink of the Beefy Cake Fest Championship in Slovakia, Wisconsin. Don't be a wimp. Get your crow's milk today. Make sure to tell them Rock News Weekly sent you for a complimentary legal disclaimer. 
Um, Alanis Morissette is pissed about this new documentary that just came out. Oh, I heard. On HBO. It's called Jagged. Oh, yeah. And she is not happy about it. Uh, in a statement provided to Deadline, Alanis said, quote, I was lulled into a false sense of security, uh, and their salacious agenda became apparent immediately upon my seeing the first cut of the film. This is when I knew our visions were, in fact, painfully diverged. This was not the story I agreed to tell. No, oh, yeah. Um, because it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Apparently, there was she talked about how she was basically raped and sexually abused. At wow, a very, at a very young age, um, and like fifteen years old or something like that. Oh, that's horrible. And but she is saying, "quote I have chosen not to attend any event around this movie for two reasons. One is that I am on tour right now. The other is that not." Unlike many stories and unauthorized biographies out there over the years, this one includes implications and facts that are simply not true. Oh, okay. She's 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 taking a stand. So Morissette did yeah. not elaborate on what elaborate on what parts of the film were not factual. Yeah, but you guys can watch and check it out yourself. I totally respect that. Yeah, hundred percent. And who knows? And yeah. maybe she did give a certain amount of statements to the thing, and maybe the documentary people are trying to imply things or twist things, but. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to just work with the facts that they have. Yeah. If if you Alanis Morissette, her music is kind of like subpar. I've actually seen her live once on on Ellen when I went to Ellen DeGeneres. Oh it, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't a very good performance. It was just kind of like really. It wasn't even like a song that what you like. Era was that? that was in. Uh, let's see. Lalo wasn't quite born yet, so that was two thousand six. I oh, think wow. so. Yeah. So she, 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 uh, uh, she was interviewed there and we watched her play and I was like, wow, that's like a really kind of subpar performance. And our music is just kind of like the white milk toast <laughs> of, yep. of, per, of performances like in her life probably wasn't that big. And so they were like, let's try to sensationalize this milk right. toast lady as much as possible. And they, they probably put some stuff in there that wasn't true, just to kind of just kind of spurge it up. Right. They probably had maybe five minutes of good material on her life, <laughs> and then the rest of it was just like her looking at a wall and like playing with a yo-yo. <laughs> Could be. Could be. But you know what? I respect you, Alanis Morissette, because you're putting your foot down. Yeah. And hey. Yep. You and, gotta you gotta protect your image yeah. and your brand and who you are. And if it's not true, then it's not true. Yeah. Then speak your truth, you know. And if you did suffer from some sort of abuse, like a rape situation, let me um be the first to say that whoever did that is gonna have a pineapple shoved up his ass yeah. forever in some layer of some disgusting That's abyss. Right. So yeah, so there absolutely take comfort in that, Alanis. Big fan of the show. I know she's tuning in right. Oh now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Big big fan. Um, don't take that jagged little pill. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. All right. Let's move on. News from around the world. California Ski Resort changing its name because it's offensive for Native Americans. Oh, cool. Popular California Ski Resort, uh, which was known as Squaw Valley here in uh, California. Now they are changing it to Palisades Tahoe. So Okay. That sounds sounds fancy. That sounds sounds nice. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Experts say that the word squaw, which comes from the Algonquin language, may have once just meant woman, but over had over generations become an offensive term for Native American women. Okay. The ski resort is in Olympic Valley, which was known as Squaw Valley until it hosted the uh, 1960 Winter Olympics. Good for you. And so, and anybody who opposes that name change because they're like, keep it, Squaw, like, who cares? It's who a cares? name. Shut who cares? Up. Gives a, who gives a Don't shit? Don't listen to my it's podcast. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. yeah. Like the Redskins. Like when everyone was like, well, how dare you change the Redskins? It's like, who cares? They're the same team. What? What? Who cares? 
Did you hear about this first all amateur space flight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is absolutely. pretty crazy. It's like the first yeah. time in history that these people are not certified astronauts. They have no idea what they're doing. Oh, yeah. One of them was a 29-year-old cancer yeah. survivor. They're carrying four people, none of them professional astronauts, two men and two women. Uh, billionaire Jared Isaacman, a physician assistant at St. Jude's Children Research Hospital in Tennessee. Well, how and is he a billionaire, but he's a physician's assistant? No, no, no. A billionaire is separate. Oh. Billionaire Jared Isaacman. Like, uh, dude, I need to go work for St. Jude. And then a physician assistant at St. Jude's Children Research Hospital in Tennessee. Oh, gotcha. And two contest winners. Chris Simbroski and Cian Proctor. Oh, uh, apparently the billionaire dude paid for the entire flight. Oh, cool! They are set to orbit the Earth for three days uh, in the fully automated Dragon capsule at a high orbit of three fifty-seven miles uh, above the planet before splashing down off the Florida coast. Okay. While amateurs, they did undergo six months of training. Isaacman is third billionaire to go in space this summer. After Virgin Galactic's Richard Branson and Blue Origins' Jeff Bezos. All right. Crazy, Lalo, huh? Lalo, were you going to say something a second ago? I saw you about to mention something about the story. No, I was yawning. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, weekly WTF this week. Teens are apparently stealing soap dispensers and urinals. Oh, I heard of from this. From school for the devious lick trend. Ridiculous. Is this actually yeah, going on? This Lalo, is, can you comment on this, this at all? Is, do you okay. do you know if you're have you seen people doing this? I've actually seen like three separate videos of people that I know from like either middle school or that I've just like made weird eye contact from across <laughs> campus, like doing this, and it is hilarious and so sad. What have they done? What have you seen them steal? One guy just like full on like basketball palmed a soap dispenser and just <laughs> like just oh my god grabbed it. It was like it was it was weird how easy it came off, but at the same time. <laughs> There had yeah. to be, like, some level of, like, anger behind that. Yeah, yeah, apparently it's just a big trend. They're stealing toilet paper rolls, class pets. Oh, God, that's kind oh, of no. like a gerbil or something. Oh, yeah. Classmate Ooh. shoes. You know, Richard Garrett. <clears throat> Mid-tier stuff, which is parking signs, school laptops, uh, laptops, and desk chairs. Lame. And complex things like entire filing cabinets, security cameras, toilets. Some TikTok users are saying they're fed up with the antics and complain that the school bathrooms are closed due to missing toilets and oh. stolen bathroom stall dividers. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Lalo, if I ever hear about you doing this, I would say I would personally kick your ass, but since Sergio Ramos has been training you, you could probably kick my ass. <laughs> I, I would let you do it, and I deserve it. Oh, I like that. He's like, I deserve it. I'd yeah. take it. That's yeah, a just dumb don't, trend, don't though. I mean, that is so stupid. It is, yeah, and they call it on. devious lick. They were talking about an NPR this morning. I was listening to a report about it. They were calling they're calling it devious devious lick or something like yeah, that. Yeah, devious licks. Devious licks, and in all reality, it's just plain old vandalism. Yeah, that's it. And they just stealing. Make, they rebrand. How do right. you how do you rebrand vandalism? Here we're stealing from federal property. Here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna go do? I'm gonna go <laughs> pee on this cemetery lick. and I'm gonna brand it uh, devious devious pee pee devious pee pee. No. No, you're no. vandalizing. No. Done with your You TikTok. should be arrested. Done with your TikTok. All right. Bullshit. Check this crazy story out. It's our last one of the week. Company says they plan to use genetic engineering to recreate the woolly mammoth. Oh, no. They are going to bring it back, guys. Oh, no. That's right. It's Jurassic Park all over again. It's happening. Oh, um, my God. Here's the deal. Here's how they're going to do it. So. Snuffleupagus. <laughs> they got $15 million in funding. And it's going to support research at Harvard Medical School, as well as um, some other, oh, in Boston and Dallas. So 
this this uh, school biologist, Doctor George Church's lab. They're going to use this. It's called CRISPR technology. Yeah, CRISPR to edit elephant DNA, adding genes for mammoth traits like dense hair and thick fat, and they hope to produce embryos of the mammoth-like elephants in a few years. Okay, grow them in an artificial mammoth uterus lined with uterine tissue okay. grown from stem cells. All right and ultimately create entire populations of them to be released on the Siberian tundra. Well, at least they're going to release them in, in a cold climate. their natural habitat. That's yeah. supposedly their natural habitat. That's cool. Kind of crazy. Yeah, good job. Bring back a uh, why don't you bring back some extinct animals that had just went extinct <laughs> that we really didn't <laughs> want to go extinct like the black rhinoceros and stuff like Yeah, actual Yeah, yeah how, how like, about you save a species that hasn't been extinct for like 4 fucking billion years and save something like whales or that's something. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, we don't 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 make a Star Trek for this whole thing, all right? Yeah, that's uh... It, it, sadly, I'm sure that's where they got the money for it because some billionaire like Richard Branson's like, yeah, bring back the woolly mammoth. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, that'll... I could bring back something that would actually help the ecosystem, but yeah, that's cool. He's like, yeah, that's cool. Also, uh, bring back a big bird. <laughs> <laughs> so that would... Snuffleupagus, Big Bird can hang out again. Let's yeah, play. they could have their own uh, Siberian yeah. tundra paradise. Yeah, here's 15 million that I carry around in the sock of my shoe. It just <laughs> randomly have 15 million. <laughs> ah, good stuff. All yeah, right, what do you think, Sammy? I think that's fucking great, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the top of the the rock <laughs> was the, <laughs> the the beer beer garden, uh, <laughs> Paris beer garden, <laughs> whatever the fuck it was. That was not Van Halen, son. <laughs> Willie Mammoth. <laughs> that's right. Mammoth WVH. Yeah. All right. That's it for us this week, guys. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rock News Weekly. Check out the photos from our interviews. Of course, all of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. And we'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Peace.